New Year's Day, let's worship together. And then we're going to start with some worship. Then we're going to move into some testimonies. And we'll be weaving things together here back and forth. So, um, all right. So um, let our testimonies, let our songs be songs of worship to the Lord Jesus. I want to be great is thy faithfulness because he is always faithful. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see, all I have needed, thy hand hath provided, great Pardon, pardon for sin and the peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence, strength for today in bright hope.
Thank you, Jesus, um, Alpha and Omega, Emmanuel, God with us, great is your faithfulness, Lord. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness to us. And even now, as we consider your faithfulness in the past year, would you help us to honor you, to glorify you with everything that is said, all of our worship all of our testimonies, all of our actions here. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is a family meeting, participation from everybody. So I'm going to give you a chance a little later to turn to somebody near you and tell what your testimony is, where you've seen God's overflow in your life. And then some people are going to come up and share where they've seen God's testimony, uh, God's goodness we share with all of us. So we're going to combine those together. But the first thing we get to do is we get to welcome some new members. So uh, would our new members come and they're already, they're already working hard. Todd's got to come out from behind the camera so that we can see who's, who's on, you online people can see who's running, your, running the show for you. Um, and uh, we're going to welcome Todd and Don into membership. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't been through this already, we have a, a time when we welcome people into our, we call it doorways to ministry, because for us, every member is a minister. So to become a member means you're committing to, to minister, that you're, you're committing faithfully to minister. And, uh, and we're grateful to have some people who are not just uh, here to, to uh, enjoy um, here to sometimes help out, but actually committing to ministry and membership among us. And like I was saying earlier about organized religion, uh, it helps to be able to be organized so that we can have, know who's members, who's committed, who's, who's going to be able to do things, and we all have different gifts, different ministries, different places, and uh, they've already been plugging in. Um, and anyway, so I'm going to ask them a couple of questions. Um, so this one's Todd, and this is Don, just in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> um, so the first question, um, when and how did faith become important to you? And I know that sometimes our journeys are, uh, who wants to go first? Don does. Both of these are just dying to speak in front of people they know. Can you hear me? I've got to put that right up to your mouth. Oh, boy, Okay. Good morning. I uh, am Dawn Melland, and I've been connected in, in ways for 50 years through Bethel Christian Fellowship. And I... Step um, up a little bit so people sure. over there can see you. And I humbly come before you, and I'm here out of faith and obedience to the Lord. Um, he's become a part of my life, mainly in the last three years of my life, due to I began reading God's Word. Mm. 
and that has just changed my life. Um, the Lord's changed my life in in a numer numerous ways. I being a Hegstrom Mellon. Um, Part of my testimony is I've had a history with drinking in my life, and that has taken me um, to places I'd rather not anybody know about. But God, in his great mercy and, and um, his great mercy and forgiveness, not anything I've done, but I had to face that and, and reconcile that, again, out of faith and obedience become active in, in, in the kingdom of God mm -hmm. here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I decided online church just wasn't the answer for me, which I was actively involved with. And mm -hmm. so they actually said online, you need to go to a church, which I, I it, coming to Bethel occurred to me and I thought, here I am. And so I thank you all for welcoming me in and um, you've blessed my family, and I thank you all for that. Um, my father recently passed, and and uh, you all were supportive as a family should, and, and I'm just, that blessed me, and, and I thank you all for that. And so I pray for God's continued mercies and revelation in my life as a part of, uh, as a part of believers, as a part of Christ's body. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. And it's great to have you back. Um, Don's son, Nick, was in my youth group 30 years ago or, or so. And uh, we, uh, it's, been, it's, you know, we're all on journeys of grace, and they, they have various uh, steps. And, and uh, see, I see a lot of nodding heads. Yeah, we all know. We're all, we're all in a journey of grace, and they're, they're uh, uh, interesting journeys. So thanks. We're, we're great to be walking together again with you, Don. We appreciate it. Todd. Um, I basically grew up in a Christian family. So um, I accepted Christ when I was 13. Um, a friend of my brother's um, led me to, to sinner's prayer. Um, so I, I'm blessed to be able to know about Christ as a young age, um, grew up through it, and um, to be around so many other Christians, some very wonderful people. Um, so that's how I became Christian. Okay. All right. And so the next question, I'm going to let you guys hold the mics. Why do you want to take this step of full membership? I mean, you could just sit in the back pew and just come when you want to and kind of be uh, a floater. Why a member? <laughs> um, because I, I like to be a, a member of a church to, to be able to um, share with everybody else and give and receive both. Uh, a church is mostly meant for enforcing your Christian life support and if you don't have that you probably are missing out on a lot okay done I like that Todd again why because well part of it it's part of my testimony it's to be a part of a church I'm 
I'm blessed that we have a church that's open these days. Mm. And, and that, uh, I, that's not far from my mind that I'm glad I can physically come to a church is, uh, is, is a big part of it. And to um, share what I can give and receive, that's just a, it's a win-win. Yeah, and that segues into the next question. How will you contribute to the building up of the whole body? You each have unique gifts. How, and how are you planning to? How are you already contributing? How, how do you hope to contribute to the, to the body? You can just say what you're already doing. Well, Todd, I was going to say, I, I don't sing, so you're, you're off on that one. But I just enjoy the camaraderie that comes with serving people, namely in the kitchen or with the garage sale. And that's just blessed me to be in helpful ways. Here I am. And so, and that, I want to add, I want to, I want Julie met, Julie Thompson is my mentor. And, you know, I just, uh, I want to bless her for her helps with helping me to become a part of the body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I am basically already uh, supporting uh, this church, caretaker, um, also taking care of camera, and looking forward to any way else I can help this church in growing and um, serving. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, and being caretaker and janitor of a church where you have four congregations, um, you know, I vacuumed some after midnight last night, but he was still vacuuming, um, still here, and, and, and also just keeping track of when the doors need to be opened for not only the churches, but all the organizations, AA, everybody else. Keeping this place open, clean, maintained is no small job. And Todd does it with just such, oh, sure, yeah, that's fine, no problem. Um, it could easily be a, can you believe they did this again? I never hear that from Todd. Um, so, and, and your gifts in the kitchen and serving and encouraging is one of the gifts you didn't mention, but it's, uh, it's there. I appreciate your encouragement to me and to others. So really, there's lots of people who want to sing, actually, but there's not as many people who want to clean up in the kitchen like you did last night. Or clean up after the show, <laughs> after the, the party, as you did last night. So we appreciate every gift. And some of them are upfrontish gifts, and some of them are less obvious gifts. Um, less obvious until it's not done, right? The door is locked, or the, or the place is dirty, you notice. But if the door is open, you just assume, right? So thank you very much for your gifts. Anyway, so I want to appreciate you and... Uh, I'm going to give you these after you commit to our covenant here. All right? So here's the covenant. And I'm going to give you a mic so you guys can answer. Have you invited Jesus Christ to be your Savior and Lord? Yes, we have. Do you affirm the Bethel Christian Fellowship statement of faith? Yes, we do. Refresh if you need. Okay. Um, will you protect the unity of BCF by fully embracing our vision as a house of prayer for all nations? Yes. Will you strengthen the life and vitality of BCF by passionately pursuing God both personally and corporately? Yes. Are you committed to helping BCF be a healthy church by treasuring all the members of the church family? Yes. yes. 
Will you continue to grow and develop as a fully devoted follower of Christ by being discipled and becoming a discipler? Yes. Will you become a minister in this congregation by discovering and engaging your time, talents, and treasures in ministry within and beyond BCF? Yes. Will you respect and follow the leadership of BCF as they follow and love Christ? Yes. Will you proactively seek to live out God's mission to reach all peoples from your neighborhood to the nations? Yes. Will you, as a congregation here at Bethel Christian Fellowship, lovingly receive these new members into your church family? All right. We give you those. Welcome. There you go. There's your offic first official hug. <laughs> As a member. <laughs> um, great to have you guys with us. And uh, thanks to each of you who are members, each of you who are thinking about it. <laughs> um, we, we appreciate each of you. And so... We're going to have some testimonies now, and we've got a quite, a, quite a lineup of people who've already committed, and some of you might think of a testimony you want to share. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have time for extra testimonies. I'm not even sure if we're going to have time for all the testimonies of people who've wanted to share. So I'm going to ask those who are sharing, keep it as brief as possible, because a lot of people have, have asked, and it's wonderful. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to start with uh, Ken Holmgren. I think you have, uh, think you have the, the rank on who's been here the longest, so uh, of those giving testimonies, at least. Um, I wanted to uh, add three, three things I'd like to share. Um, first one is on more the um, um, overflow that uh, Sharon and I received personally uh, this last year has been pretty challenging with a lot of health stuff for us and um, and we <clears throat> we have found that God is faithful and um, uh, in the middle of that uh, God um, the, the, the concept of overflow God gave us a large um, financial gift, totally unexpected. And, I'm j and it, it was just kind of like a symbol of, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, I care for you. And so we thank God. So second thing I wanted to share um, was the opportunity to be part of God's overflow um, to people in our neighborhood. And um, I don't know, I might be stealing some of Sharon's thunder here, but. Um, but we, um, starting like in uh, the August, September of 2021, we started to, it was like, kind of like we began to uh, see more opportunities uh, to reach out and minister to, to people. And this summer it kind of um, even multiplied beyond what it had been. And so <clears throat> we, we began to uh, we're working with a ministry called God Town, which, which is in Frogtown where we live. And so we've had the opportunity to, to help connect uh, some really needy kids, like re between ages of maybe six, seven, up to teenage years. 
So we thank God for that. We can be part of the overflow. And then um, the, the last thing I wanted to mention was the expectation of God's overflow for the church. And um, I, I've been thinking a lot about how Pastor Andrew uh, is no longer on the staff, and so I've been thinking about that and what that means and, and you know, what are the next steps we're going to take uh, as a church um, uh, with staffing needs and things like that. And um, I really have a sense of expectation that God is, God is going to show his overflow in that situation and in, that, in this time. And so I'm, I'm really encouraged by that. And the, the thing that uh, uh, the, the leadership is talking and thinking about, you know, uh, what, what changes are we, are we going to see and so forth, which, as we know them, we'll tell you. But the, the, the verse that, that uh, came to mind when I was thinking about that is Ephesians 3.20 uh, where it uh, says that um, um, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that works within us. And uh, the key phrase for me in the sense of overflow is that according to his power that's at work within me. And so the, um, the, the overflow is, is kind of weird, but the overflow is coming from God who's working in me. It's not a, a down from the top thing as much as God's already at work. So thank the Lord. Amen. That's great, Ken. Ken, Ken is also our lead elder, and uh, great to hear that faith from him. And isn't that amazing? I don't think I'd heard that or caught that before, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think through us. The God can do all, everything sounds great, but through you, through me, do you, uh, sometimes that's harder to believe, but that's what it says. So praise God that he's able to do stuff through just us. Um, I'm going to ask Blessing if she would come up and share her testimony with us, and then we'll have some, we'll have a song. He's just going to do some background stuff for her. That's great. So. You're welcome. Good morning, church. My name is Blessing Ajo Chiku. Uh, this is my daughter. She's uh, Sandra Pelagi Kunke. Uh, she just got here Tuesday and from uh, Togo, back home, Africa, and God bring, him, uh, bring her safely, so I thank God for that. Mm. <laughs> and my testimony is, she was 10 years when I left her, come mm. here. And I never thought that it would take so many years for her to join me here. Mm. So when I got here, uh, with the paperwork to bring her here was a challenge. It was so, so much challenge that uh, I, I cannot even talk about it. 
So she yeah. was crying for me. I was crying for her. We miss each other, but by the faithfulness of God. I keep on praying and believing God that one day he will do a miracle. Mm. And yes, God is so grateful. In year 2022, before the year ends, God brought her for me. Oh, so God. I'm so grateful and thankful to God. So I want to thank him tonight, this morning, for what he has done. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I'm here to encourage someone that no matter how long it takes, she was 10 years when I left her. Now she's 30 years, 20 years. It took 20 years. So God is faithful. Wait for him and keep on believing. Keep on praying one day. A day will come, you will see his glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank Amen. you. Thank you. I think, I think that deserves us praying together. Lord, we are so grateful to you that Sandra can be together with blessing. God, we are so grateful for your reunification. Lord, we are sorry that it took so long, but we are grateful that they can be together. I pray that you'd bless them, help them as they reconnect, get a chance in, in person to, to connect with one another. And Lord, we pray for many others who are also waiting and wishing and hoping. God, would you do your work? to reunite families and bring people. You send people, it says in Acts, that you put people and you cross boundaries with people. It's your work, so we ask that you would do your work and that we would cooperate with you in doing your work. Thank you for this beautiful blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome. That, that is a, a great thing, and I know many of you, I would say many of you know that experience uh, deeply. And others of you probably maybe not so aware of it. I'm, I'm grateful that uh, uh, my son Isaac now uh, is here, but it took his, his father left him when he was one, and it took him until he was 14 before he could join his father here. So that's a, a normal story. Um, and so we, we need to keep praying that, because that, I know many of you have people who, you, who are precious to you that you want to, uh, you want to be together with. Um, by the way, keep paying for Pastor Mike. We know his uh, asylum situation, but also as he's uh, recovering from surgery um, as well. Um, Jim, would you like to, per to just share quickly about your father so we could pray um, for him? Pastor Jim. Thank you. Good morning, church. Happy New Year. Thank you for your prayers for my dad on Christmas Eve. Uh, he, he is in assisted living over in Stillwater at Bow Wells, and he got up in the night and fell and hit his head and broke his hip. And um, so they did surgery on Christmas Day. And uh, so that would be a week ago today. Um, and he is, is not walked since. He's uh, the surgery was successful, but he is uh, just struggling now to, to kind of engage with the physical therapy, and he is uh, extraordinarily disoriented. He's been disoriented somewhat for a while, but now it's uh, extreme disorientation. So I uh, appreciate your prayers for him, and 
Um, I had visited him at the hospital with Eleanor, who was in town with our grand herd, and then we went out to the farm with um, where my other daughter Emily, uh, another of my daughters, I should say, lives. And um, so we had all of our, our 10 and five bonus, so we had 15 grandkids, uh, 10 and under. We were sledding, yes, I was sledding, and um, that's a different story. But I was thinking, actually, I was just thinking about the wonder and mystery of life and seeing my dad and preparing for his end of life and here's the beginning of life and it's, it's all gift. It's all gift and it's all goodness of God. So thanks for your prayers. I, he's ready. We're ready. We've, you know, and I, our days and times are in his hands and he's ordained the days of our lives. So I don't know when and whether, but we'll have some decisions here over the next week, 10 days about his care and next steps. And so just wisdom for that. We're all, we're all united. There's no, no, uh, no drama at all, but just, just trying to, you know, just want him to be safe and uh, my, by God's grace, not suffering. That would be a, a gift just so. Um, yeah, so if you just, when you're praying, just keep him in Jesus' hands. Release him in now. his hands. Lord, we pray. Pastor Jim's father, that you would care for him, be with him, help him in his disorientation to still sense your presence. Your love, your hope, your joy, your peace um, at a ground level. And Lord, we pray for however many more days he has, that they would be good days filled with your presence and that you would peacefully usher him into your presence when it's time. Thank you for generations of faithfulness and goodness in life and your faithfulness to all of us. We just pray that you be faithful to his father and to Jim and Annette and their family, um, his family, as they navigate these next days and weeks and however long there is. Um, would you be with them? In Jesus' name. We also want to pray for Pastor Mike, that you would heal him from the cancer and the surgery. Would you also straighten out his asylum situation that's been going on for 10 years so he can see his grandkids? And... Um, his, his wife and his kids, and Lord, would you do your work? Um, and in many others who, who, who are facing other health challenges, other immigration, and other barriers, Jesus, would you undertake? Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah, you're welcome. Let's have a song, and then we'll move into communion. And if the ushers would would grab some baskets in case people didn't get communion. And why don't you raise your hand if you didn't get a communion for them. All right. One of the things that I want to say continually and continually and continually, that means over and over and over again, is that our hope is in God, not in any human solutions. And so I, want, uh, I would like us to sing, Our Hope is in You. Our hope is in you, O oh God, our Savior. Our hope is in you, Lord, you alone. Our hope is in you, O oh God, our Savior. We hope in you alone. 
Where else? Where else could we run? Where else could we flee? You are our rock, our refuge. You're our security. Our strength is in you. Oh God, I say, our strength is in you. Guide you alone. Our strength is in you. Oh God, our Savior, our strength's in you alone. Where else? Where else could we run? Where else could we flee? You are our rock, our refuge. You're our security. Our trust is in you. Our trust is in you. Oh God, I say, our trust is in you. God, you alone. Our trust is in you. Oh God, our Savior, we trust in you alone. Where else? Where else could we run? Where else could we flee? You are our rock, our refuge. You're our security. You are our treasure. You are our treasure. Oh God, I say it. You are our treasure, God, you alone. You are our treasure, oh God, our Savior. We treasure you alone. Where else? Where else could we run? Where else could we flee? You are our rock, our refuge. You're our security. Where else? Where else could we run? Where else could we flee? You are our rock, our refuge. You're our security. You're our security. You're our security. God is our treasure. Amen. A little hint for our theme, but uh, come next week. Right now, we're, gonna, we're thinking about communion, thinking about what God has done for us. So did you, does everybody have communion who wants it? If you, are a, um, if you have children with you, it's up to you as to how they know what they're doing with, with this or what, they, what this, this is. You're, they can join us. 
Um, and if you have a relationship with Jesus, even if you're not a member of this church, you're welcome to uh, join us for communion. So, um, first a little, first a little, uh, do I need the other mic? Okay. First a little uh, instruction on these interesting things. The, the plastic on the top you might want to take off to reveal that piece of bread. And then we'll open the other part for, for the uh, drink. So, this is what Paul said quoting Jesus. And Paul was saying this in a context where people were eating together and communing together and reminding them that our communion together is based on Jesus' communion, that we are having a meal together. And this, I know we're only doing it symbolically, so other times we do it like last night, we had a lot more, a lot more communing together uh, with, a, with, with a, a bigger meal. But uh, this is a memory uh, 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 that we are communing not only with all of the All Nations family of churches like we did last night with our, with our uh, I'm not even going to start talking about all the great food we had or I'll forget somebody's good food. But um, all the good food we had last night and... Uh, but well, we are eating this not just with ourselves, but with people who can't get here from Togo or from Tanzania or from uh, Myanmar or other places. We are communing with our All Nations family of churches that is only not only our All Nations family of churches, but the entire family of God around the world. We eat it together. We eat it in his presence this is what Paul said, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord took some bread, gave thanks to God for it, then he broke it in pieces, and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. So let us partake in this new year in his body as part of the body to remember him. Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice, for giving your body, for choosing to have a body vulnerable to all the things that a baby has, especially a baby lying in a feed trough, a baby pursued by Herod, a baby who had to flee the country to be protected. God, we, we thank you for all of those who we eat this with, including those who've had to flee their countries, those in Yaragustu refugee camp, and many other places, who are communing with us, remembering you, who chose to have a body, who chose to let that body serve, who chose to let that body be Accused, beaten, shamed, naked, torn, and dying for us. Thank you for your incarnation, your crucifixion, and your resurrection. For being one of us, Emmanuel. Thank you that you get our situation. Bless you, Jesus. After...
In the same way he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant, the new covenant agreement between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So let's announce his death and anticipate his coming as we drink this together. Thank you, Lord. James, why don't you lead us in some worship as we meditate on that. Thank you. Oh, the deep love of Jesus. come up and share your testimony with us. <clears throat> All right. Would you like me to hold the mic for you?
walker. <laughs> it gives some of us old super senior citizens uh, mobility. And I just want to thank the Lord for all his many blessings to us, for being willing to obey God the Father's instructions unto the death. But death could not hold him, and we praise the Lord for that. Amen. I'm not going to afflict you with a long message here. Uh, that this is it, and it is just a very small sample of what the Lord has been doing in our lives and in lives of our families and, and, and friends. So I, I need to read it because my memory is failing. So things that I set down Three or four minutes later, I have to go on a hunt for them. Sometimes an unsuccessful hunt. Some of you might have been there and done that. You know. <laughs> yep. But, so this, if I just read it carefully, should take about three minutes. So fear not. <laughs> the Lord will probably be with you for that long. My wife, Joan, and myself, life has been a journey from extreme shyness and quietness, silence, to becoming very confident, not at all in ourselves. We are confident in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and those who serve him in one way or another that have influenced our lives and been blessings to us. So many things in our lives, in our world, are temporary. Only what our God does is permanent and eternal. I have had a lifelong struggle with major depression as a disease and even thoughts of suicide, serious thoughts of suicide, which drove me to seek the Lord. And the Lord was there and is there. And when I say the Lord, I'm talking specifically about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself as the once and only necessary perfect sacrifice and um, remains alive because death could not hold him. Amen. Amen. And I've had other serious illnesses to suffer and struggle through, uh, one of which was a hepatitis A infection, which comes from contaminated food that I got at the end of my first outreach mission trip to Haiti when we thought we were safe in a restaurant 
in the big city on our way out, coming home. But it turned out that was the source of turning bright yellow for a year, being flat down on my back in bed and unable to do much of anything except breathe and just be a beautiful bright yellow. <laughs> We planned a visit to Haiti, but I nearly lost my place in that first outreach visit because we each needed to come up with uh, an amount of money. And w during the last evening's meeting, I was still $300 short. And so I was going to be left behind, and I'll never forget that evening walking home literally crying to the Lord because I was going to be left out and that would have made a tremendous difference. But God had other plans and he chose an older single lady who had a very tiny income and she heard of my prayers to the Lord that evening. And from her near poverty came up with the $300. And so I was not just going in my own strength, but I was sent. Yeah. The friends that makes such a difference you just can't believe what a difference that made in my spirit. And while we were there in Haiti on that first trip, I was rather dissatisfied with the communication or the lack of communication because we only had one interpreter and that person was kept busy with official business. And so there was a separation between us and I found that very unsatisfactory. We couldn't understand the people there or their customs or their beliefs. They couldn't understand us. But the Lord did provide a couple of young men that could speak a little English, and we got off to a start. But the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, I would like you in middle age, I was 45 at the time, to start learning the Haitian Creole language. I didn't know why, but I learned over the coming years that it was because he had a task, a mission for me, of all people, in that country. And over the next three or four years, I graduated from Brother Allen, was making an effort to learn our language. Brother Allen is doing rather well in speaking our language. To Brother Allen speaks like a Haitian. And the final compliment, Brother Allen is a Haitian. <laughs> that does wonderful things to a person's spirit. When, when I could see the Lord helping along the way, and I decided at that point that I needed to be a help 
to other people. And so, because I was able to speak and understand, I was able to unite a team partly from the United States and partly local people from the pastor's congregation there in Haiti. We needed a large team because our mission was to build a roof over a church building that the people there had started. They had laid the foundations. They had put up the walls, but they had no money to buy sheet metal, which is the standard material for roofing. But because I was able to speak the language clearly, we were able to unite the experts in construction from the United States along with the church members there in the city of Baon in Haiti. And in seven days' time, we finished covering the roof of this brand new large church building. And we did it as a single united team. And we finished in those seven days. And I think God was sharing a little joke with us because his creation talked about seven days. And on the seventh day, he rested. And on our seventh day, we said, praise the Lord. It is finished as we stood atop the peak of that brand new roof. And in the, in the coming years after that, our relationship with the people of Haiti deepened. And the Lord did many miracles along the way to allow Pastor Daniel's younger sister, Marie Yolene Milat, who is now Marie, or just Yolene, Estash. She is happily married, and she and her husband are serving the Lord. She is an expert, a registered nurse, a fully U.S. citizen, and an expert in the treatment and management of um, uh, diabetes, which is a killer in a country where so many people are addicted to sucking on sugar cane and, and, and sweet stuff. But she has saved many lives through her expertise and her communication with her people. And also, she is the one that invited Joan and me on a Mother's Day to come join her at a church called Bethel Christian Fellowship. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> so she is our reason for first coming to this church and for all the years since that we have enjoyed. Amen. And... Uh, see. And since then, we have become a truly international family as our son Daniel has become a missionary and 
has served the people primarily in England, but he is a citizen, full citizen of England and of the United States, so the Lord has given him the freedom to travel whenever he can afford the time, <laughs> which isn't all that often because they keep him very busy there. But we are so grateful for the work of so many people that have been blessings to us. And I want to particularly mention a lady who is one of my real heroes, Naomi Ryman. When Yolen first came to us, we delighted in being able to help her start learning our crazy English language by putting out little signs telling her the uh, Creole names of items and the English names right beside it so she could practice pronouncing them, understanding them, and so forth. And Naomi at that time was working as an instructor in the um, International Institute of Minnesota. Naomi has been recovering from a very serious uh, stroke. She's an overcomer of world-class proportions. And we love her dearly and all that she has meant to our congregation and ourselves. That's just a, a little summary of all the stories that could be told, and, and they're full of God's miracles of timing, opportunity, and blessing. Amen. So. Amen. Everyone, come on up. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to pray for Daniel and his heart issues, and also for the funeral you, that, that's coming up for your beloved brother. Yeah, yeah. As you know, my brother died. They want Daniel to do the funeral for them. But his heart rate went up to about 120. And um, they put him on some medicine, and it is gradually coming down. But he's, in order to fly, it has to come down more. So continue to pray for Daniel over in England. Right. So let's pray together. And the, and the funeral is on the 10th, you said? The 10th. Yeah. So, Lord, we, we pray for this funeral, for this very beloved brother. And we ask that you would, that you would make it a, a, a worthy honor, not only of him, but of you, who have worked through his life so well. We pray that Daniel will be able to get there and do the funeral, uh, but especially that you'd help him with his heart in, in any case, whether he can come or not, that you'd help him with that. Bless his family. Bless this whole family. And bless the buttons in, the, in these years and in this time. Thank you for your goodness to them through many, many seasons and many joys and sorrows and your faithfulness to them through it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for sharing your life while you still have some good memory. <laughs> well, some good memories. Interesting that your PhD and your canoe championships and other things didn't come through in that story. But uh, there's lots more stories there. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going to have Chris come on up and share.
Salvador. Good morning, church. Happy New Year. Thank you. And we hope 2003 is going to be better than 2022 and me. 2022 has been a very challenging year for some of us. For some of us. Last year, I had a chance to come and stand right here again. And I told you all, I was diagnosed with cancer. In, in the past, when people were diagnosed with cancer or AIDS, it was almost like a death world. Death completely. I was diagnosed with cancer. God helped me. And the doctors treated me. Even though I'm still going through checks daily or monthly, as requested by the team. But, first of all, why do we give these open testimonies? I could have given my testimony to God in my room because, according to all, Psalm 145, verse 18, it says, God is everywhere. That means I could have given my testimony to God in the room, in the bathroom, anywhere. But if you come to make the public declarations and give the testimonies, that means God is in control. That is why we do them. Otherwise, I could just say in the room and say, oh, God, thank you for helping me. And so, so I will speak to God and he will speak to me. I will come to make God to be in charge. That is why we made the declarations publicly. So now I get to 2023. I mean, 2022. I left my house, drove my own car. I came to BCF at the time we were doing a series on racial inequality, how to fight racism. Pastor Stanley and others were with me there. And, I mean, I was normal. I, I drove my car, I came. I started having a tight chest pain. So, I'm saying to myself, it just could not go away. <clears throat> I got, the way you should ask, to take you, but God will lead me. I got in my car, I told them, I said, I have to leave. And when I left, I got in my car, went straight to ER. Okay. And when I got to ER, normally when you go to the ER, sometimes it takes about two or three hours before they call you. But they call me in less than 25 minutes. Because of my chief complaint, which was, I went there, I know so chest. So, they took me in, and when they test on me, they said, you are going to, you are going to admit you. This is 2002. This is somebody who drove his own car and went to, to the church, and now I'm in the hospital. So I called my wife and I told her, I said, well, I'm at the hospital. I'm being hospitalized. I mean, it sounds strange. It's like a little dream. I'm hospitalized. So what happened? I explained this to her. 
Anyway, the hospital said, they will admit me because in the lab, eye and arrow. Eye and arrow, they also have an idea. It's an international unit we use to measure how well your blood can be thick or thin. Those who are, who are nice and have an idea. So my eye and arrow is one. One on the end where if you have one, the chance of you having stroke is common. The chance of you having heart attack is common. Eye and arrow was one. No, yeah, that, uh, no, 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 pastor. Yeah, yeah, okay, pastor. Oh, I see, I see. So, oh, yeah, okay, pastor. All right, thank you, thank you. Um, so I was in the hospital. They were giving me all this blood, you know, Lebanon's, oral medications. So I was there to the hospital for two days. But while I was in the hospital, I was in touch with Pastor Stanley, Pastor uh, Andrew, and Pastor Steve which was very much comforting to me. So I've been warned, so I'm going to keep it short. So I'm grateful to the Almighty God for all things he has passed us through. And so that's my health story for the year. And there are some things we take for granted. Pastor, let me just say this thing. There are some children who came from Africa and these children are going astray. I've gotten so many complaints about what oh, they are doing. Some of them are getting involved in the drugs and so forth. We have to be thankful. My son, luckily for us, those are things we take for granted. My son is going to school faithfully, and he's an A student. So I'm happy to Almighty God for all of that. And also, if I leave this one out, I probably would be wrong. And she might be smiling and think that maybe I'm talking long. Well, I've just graduated from college. So I say thank you to the Almighty God. And before I leave, Pastor, I have to say the last thing. There was a man who was very poor. This way, the older people might know it, and the younger people, let them learn it. He was so poor, he got a piece of bread. He climbed up a tree with a little rope. And he said to himself, I'm going to eat this piece of bread. I'm starving too much, I'm poor. And by the time I'm done, put a rope around my neck. Yeah. Why this man was eating a piece of bread, saying to him that he's very poor, they don't want to drop from him, or somebody picking them up. So he said to himself, oh no, if somebody picking up things that I'm dropping, then I'm better than somebody else. So with all of the afflictions, tribulations, challenges, I'm better than somebody else. That's my word. Thank you. And, and you and I are cancer-free for 23, right? Okay. We'll still pray about the heart issues and some other things, but uh, great. Um, so... Thank you so much for the, for the testimonies. I want to invite Vicki Payton. Is she here? She just stepped out. Okay, well, 
Um, let me invite Paul Holmgren to, to share a testimony. And we'll try to keep them brief here so we, we know our time, time is up. So. so I took my watch off. So. <laughs> That's the oldest Pentecostal joke in the book. That's right. Pastor takes his watch off, sets it on the pulpit. Yeah. Where uh, do you start? How far do you go back? How much can you squeeze in about three, three and a half minutes of five minutes? Uh, a couple of verses for context. Yeah. Matthew thirteen fifty two. Look it up later. New versus treasure and old treasure. What do you bring out first? What do you bring out last? What has value? Uh, Joel 2.17, uh, interesting verse, it's, I think it's the key to revival in our lifetime, uh, in a verse, uh, my wife decided we were going to go on a cruise, yes, a cruise, sleep in a sealed room for six straight nights, and you can't sleep all the way through the night after the third night, because you caught up on sleep. Uh, verse pops in my head. Now, this happens after you've read the Bible a couple times. Uh, 1 Corinthians 19, 1.19. I will read that one. For it is written, quote, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. End quote. And Paul is quoting... I don't need these glasses to read. Uh, Isaiah twenty nine fourteen, and you can read eighteen through twenty five for your context later. But uh, so about seven years ago, I do the math if you want uh, later. Seven years ago, I was kind of at a turning point in my life, and I left a job ad I'd been at for far too long. I was working a part time job doing counting and other administrative tasks. Left the job right at the end of the year, so I came to the New Year's Eve or Christmas service or whatever it was, and everyone said, oh, what are we going to do next year? I don't know. Well, Ten days in the New Year, a friend of mine called and said, hey, Paul, do you know this person's selling his tax business? I go, no. How much does he want for it? And we got a price, and we negotiated it, but we bought it, and it's been my career or my job in the last six years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I purposely avoid talking about my business in front of you. So if you want to talk about it later, that's your business. Um, the first year, we didn't make any money, literally. And uh, second year, made took a little bit out, third year, a little bit more. And now it's... Not quite paying all the bills. Rose still works far too much. I don't know if you know Rose. She's at the restaurant she bought this summer. Um, working because nobody else wants to work. Uh, it's kind of sad that that's the state of our economy. But all that to say that, you know, when you don't know where you're going, what you're doing, keep your faith in God. I could go on, but I don't think we have time. <laughs> Thanks, Paul.
Thanks for your, we're grateful for the way God's blessing you and the way you're blessing us. Vicki is here, Vicki Payton. Good morning. Just have something on my heart I just want to share. You know, I, I know many people have experienced emotional wounds. And those wounds go deep and they may go years without being healed. But I know God can heal those emotional wounds. You know, I was a young girl and I grew up in a home that's very dysfunctional very abusive and cause you to suppress those feelings without working through them and dealing with them. And then we moved to Iowa and I thought I've left all that behind me. I don't have to deal with it anymore, but it was still right here. I caught it my emotional luggage. The Lord came and he worked at, with me at different levels and it wasn't until we moved up here that I really got the help I needed to really heal those wounds. But you know, God did a work with me in every step of the way in the healing process. And my hope and my heart is to help others with their emotional wounds to know there's hope, to never lose hope. I can relate to um, depression and feeling suicidal. When I was 15, I felt very suicidal. I just, the only thing that kept me going was that fear of failure. But I can just say from my own experience that God is faithful to never give up that he knows those wounds in our heart. He knows when we're really to deal, ready to deal with certain areas. I'm just so thankful and grateful that, you know, I can stand here today instead of saying I'm a victim of abuse. I can say I'm a survivor of abuse. Mm, I just wanted to give someone here hope today. If you have some emotional wounds in your life, God will meet you right where you're at. He'll meet you right where you're at, and he'll help you in a way that works for you because we're all different. We're all processing things different, but I'm just so thankful and grateful for God's helping me heal within my soul. It's helped me emotionally. It's helped me physically. I mean, last year was the first year I haven't been hospitalized in several years. Mm. Because that being embedded in you will just kind of, not only relationships, but affect your health, affect your spiritual life. I'm just so thankful and grateful of all the years that the Lord's been with me through my journey of processing through my healing. Mm. Thankful for people that prayed for me and never gave up. Mm. Praise God. Thank you, Vicki.
Battery's just about dead in this one, and this one's off my ear, so. Um, I just want to say that some of you, um, I told you I was going to give you a chance to share a testimony with somebody else. I think I'm going to let you do that as you're leaving. But um, I hope you've heard some stories of grace that can connect with your story. Maybe you're struggling with an addiction, whether it's alcohol or any other addiction. Maybe you're struggling with some emotional wounds. Maybe you've got some physical things that need to be healed. Maybe you're spiritually, maybe you want to be part of something. Maybe you want your life to matter in some way, and you don't even know how that is, uh, how it's going to be. But God has great stuff. And, and I, as I look across the room, I know some of you much better than others of you. But uh, we've all got stuff that we need God to do in our lives. And we've all got stories of what God has done in our lives. And I want to pray with us, and then I'm going to invite uh, Sharon to come up. If you need to go, because I know we're a little over time here, um, go ahead. But uh, Sharon is our, our last testimony that was scheduled. So um, but let's pray together. Lord, we, we are so grateful for your goodness, your faithfulness, your giving yourself for us. We are so grateful for all that you have done in our lives. We know that it's not because of who we are. And Lord, we'd like to be in a world where uh, we aren't so human, uh, so breakable, fallible, uh, vulnerable, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in so many ways. But we are grateful for your grace that is sufficient for our weaknesses. We're grateful for a community where we can share and we can be honest and we can come as we are, but not leave that way, that we can meet your grace and your power and your family and your love, and we can go changed. And Lord, we sometimes there's miraculous, instantaneous change. Sometimes it's long journeys. But thank you that you are faithful. That you are with us. That you not only died for us and rose again, but you are with us in our struggles. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So Sharon, you get the last, the last shot. And, uh, and then we're going to sing a song and we're going to be, we're going to go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, when uh, um, Pastor Steve put up that picture of the overflow, I go, no, 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 no. No, that's, 2022 has been a little tiny stream mm. that I have to search for. It's mm. been a very, very difficult year. But where was my focus? is on the stream, not on the beautiful overflow. His grace, his mercy, his presence with us, greater than all the things that have happened in 2020. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. 
Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook. The temple was filled with smoke. Woe is me, I cried. I'm ruined, for I'm a, man, a woman of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. And your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. He said, Go and tell. Out of battery. <laughs> Our focus <laughs> needs to be on the king, right? His, and he will show us what to do as a result. So that's my, the word that the Lord gave me all week. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's good. Amen. God is, God is working in Ken and Sharon and Paul Holmgren and generation to generation. I see a whole, whole row of other Holmgrens in the next generation here that we didn't hear from, but God's doing good things too. Um, and I'm grateful for God's work in generation to generation here. So I'm going to give a, a benediction and we're going to sing a last song um, and you're free to stay for the last song or go as you, as you need to. Um, So in the name of our Father, who loves us faithfully, the Spirit, who goes with us and empowers us wherever we go, and Jesus Christ, who died for us, rose again, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Go with God's blessing to be a blessing, to receive his overflow and to celebrate it and to share it with others. Amen. Please stand. Come behold. Come behold the works of God, the nations at his feet. Breaks the bow and bends the spear and tells the war to cease. Oh, mighty one of Israel, you are on our side. We walk by faith in God who burns the chariots with fire. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the battle. 
With us as a shelter, with us in the storm, you will lead us through the fiercest battle. Oh, where else would we go but with the Lord of hosts? God of Jacob, fierce and great, you lift your voice to speak. The earth it bows and all the mountains move into the sea. Oh, Lord, you know the hearts of men still you let them live oh god who makes the mountains melt come wrestle us and win oh god who makes the mountains melt come wrestle us and win lord of hosts you're with us with us in the fire with us as a shelter with us in the storm you will lead us through the fiercest battle oh where else would we go but with the lord of hosts though the mountains roar the mode the lord of all the one who calms the wind and waves and makes my heart be still. Though the earth gives way, the mountains move into the sea, the nations rage, I know my God is in control. Do that again, the oceans. Though the oceans roar, you are the Lord of all, the one who calms the wind and waves and makes my heart be still. Though the earth give way, the mountains move into the sea, the nations rage, I know my God is in control. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm. You will lead us through the fiercest battle. Oh, where else would we go but with the Lord of hosts? Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us through the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm. You will lead us the fiercest battle oh where else would we go but with the lord of hosts god we thank you for your faithfulness God, you're with us. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the battle. Where else would we go but with the Lord of hosts? Father God, I pray that as we leave this place, you would go with us through every encounter, 
of the coming day and week and month and year and lifetime be the Lord of hosts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all can head out if you need to. I'm going to play just a little more, but that's okay. I want to do um, oceans for those who want to stay. <laughs>